Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the start of the best week of your life. That is because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll be right here on Game Time Decisions. I'm happy to be here with you on Sports Grid. We're making it happen for the next two hours, going through tonight's incredibly light slate. We only have one ranked matchup, though it's a good one in the Big 12. That would be Houston and Iowa State. The hockey board started around noon Eastern time, so uh, there are only two games that we are waiting for the puck to drop in. But I had to step up, so we have a nice pick. We also have updated NBA win totals, and I found two that I think are worth your time. You will hate, guaranteed, at least one of them, maybe both. And that's okay. We will get there eventually. Stopping by will be Coach James Young and Brian Fonseca to get their thoughts on the NBA at well, more than the midway point, but at the All-Star break here, uh, because there not only uh, was the All-Star festivities, but some breaking news in the association over the past 24 hours. So let's start with that here. The Brooklyn Nets moving on from Jock Vaughn, currently sitting 21-33. and 33. Never what you're looking for when you have a team win total over, and that is something that I did play with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, their updated win total is currently 34.5. That is not too far off the preseason number, but clearly, Brooklyn has found this start not good enough, and it is hard to blame. Uh, this is a Nets team that was off to a great start, and it does feel like the missing piece has been Ben Simmons. There was a report put out that feels perhaps uh, Jock Vaughn designed his offense a little bit too much around Ben Simmons, and that idea is something that feels believable with how bad they dropped off once Ben Simmons again suffered some injuries. We do have our radio audience with us. Appreciate all those who are here on Sports Grid, including Sirius XM Channel 159. Kevin Walsh with you on this Monday night. With Jock Vaughn out, Kevin Ollie is in, stepping up. Their assistant head coach ha- has been elevated and will be with this team for the remainder of the season. Brooklyn, again, is going to be in the hunt for a head coach, you'd imagine, this offseason here. How attractive is this job? It's going to depend a lot on the offseason moves. They have McCall Bridges. They can build around him. They have Cam Thomas. How intriguing of a piece is that, potentially trade-wise or as a legitimate building block? Claxton is solid. Ben Simmons is in the eye of the beholder, but maybe it's hard to justify now with all the injuries there. Nevertheless, the Brooklyn Nets are at best a play-in team, uh, and they will see what they can do from there. Let's get to the Open, which is going to focus quite a bit on All-Star Weekend, and uh, rightfully so with the game last night between the East and the West looking historic. Damian Lillard uh, did win your All-Star Game MVP. Cat on the losing side scored 50, 211 to 186. I spent a lot of this weekend tweeting about this. We will talk about it here on tonight's show. But for me, the single most confusing line move I have ever seen in my life came on this game total between the East and the West. Two, no, excuse me, three, 64 and a half was the highest number that I saw. I know some said this number was as high as 366. The lowest total I saw for this game was 353 and a half right before tip. Some saw 353 flat. That would mean that we saw a double-digit move, minimum. 11-plus points on this total towards the under, and I have no idea why. 
I, I have asked around. I saw some folks capping and giving out under based on the recent history of this game. Why would that matter when the Elam ending was taken out? I saw some people say they like the under in this game because of the Elam ending. That's a bad look. Let's lock in. We're betting the All-Star game. Let's look it up. That format was gone. There was a first quarter total booked at 91 and a half. Pop the calculator on. 91 and a half times four. What do we get? 366. How did we get here? How did we get this number? I, I do not know. I do not know why Sharps or whomever were coming in and banging an under on a game that at no point found a live total low enough or high enough to go under. A historic amount of points with the way today's league is, again, it's not all that surprising. Uh, We mentioned that Damian Lillard won All-Star Game MVP. It was an incredible weekend overall uh, for Damian Lillard. 39 points in the game, 14 made. uh, Was it 14 made threes? Probably had a layup or two. No, 11 made threes, excuse me, that's right. Uh, Paired that with six assists. He had a couple from half court. A lot of complaints about defense in this game. You think people are going to start picking up at half court in an All-Star game? We'll be honest about what's going on here. As someone that was on the East, none of this game was surprising. The West didn't try. The West is older, and their two key guys in Luka and Nikola Jokic historically don't care about this game. Maybe that'll change next year. Maybe if they flip this to USA versus International, that'll actually get some buy-in from that group. But until then, give me the Eastern Conference, and that's exactly how it played out. And I mentioned it was a great weekend for Dame. Three-point contest as well goes to Dame once again, back-to-back. He was the favorite for the contest, and he, going last for Lillard, I thought was maybe the single biggest advantage that we saw. He knew the target score. He looked calm each and every time, and it worked wonderfully. As far as the weekend festivities go and everything that played out uh, between Friday and Saturday, more specifically, it was met with a lot of controversy, and not everybody was thrilled with the results of it. Here's what I'll say. Friday's Rising Stars is solid. There are some people who are calling for a format change back to rookie sophomores or potentially even uh, USA versus the world, which we have seen before. My thing is you were then going to get a less star-studded version of the All-Star game, most likely. I think what they have currently in this four-man format is fine. Because it's so condensed, it it gets these guys to try a little bit more. There was a good moment there between Benedict Matherin, Jaden Ivey, Benedict Matherin, and Paolo Bancaro, and, and I didn't mind that. The skills competition, sneaky, the single biggest disgrace of this entire weekend. How the heck they cannot get guys to try for 20 seconds, I have no idea. Why they are not enforcing rules, I understand it is silly, but why, I, I do not know. The skills challenge used to be great. If you are my age or older, you remember back when Dwayne Wade and CP3 and De'Ron Williams made this thing inside him. That is something that can easily be fixed. Three-point contest, rocked. Steph versus Sabrina, rocked. They will do something again next year. Uh, it is in Golden State, so you know Steph will be a part of it. Caitlin Clark, Sabrina Ionescu, who knows? Time will tell. Something will work. Dunk contest, <sighs> I don't know. We're on an LED court, so guys are worried about getting injured because the court's too slippery. The field wasn't great. The dunk contest this year just lacked any type of punch. But good for Mac McClung, who did close it out as a big favorite. The big college basketball game we mentioned tonight, uh, that is going to be Iowa State and Houston. Uh, it's a huge matchup in the Big 12 here. But Houston, uh, for still a lot of people, the best team in college basketball, is a sizable favorite here. So something to keep eyes on and something will break out. Uh, got a player prop in this game. Got a player prop for you, though, for a quick pick on the ice. Give me Braden Point. Over half an assist. This is booked at minus 110. Braden Point, very slow start to February. Starting to come on, though, in his last two games. Three total points, but only one assist. He's been scoring more. Tonight, with a high team total for the Lightning against the Ottawa Senators, Braden Point will set up at least someone one to be over half assist with the full card next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live on Sports Grid, a little Monday night action for you here. Again, it's a light board. Uh, The ice is, I mean, it's going wild. We've got a lot of high-scoring games. Here are your finals. Ducks over the Sabres, 4-3. Bruins over the Stars, 4-3. Maple Leafs over the Blues, 4-2. Wild Canucks, 10-7. What in the world is that? Seven goals for the Wild in the third period. I mean, that is six goals under five minutes. That is a preposterous stat line. How about your live games? 3-3, 3-3, Kraken Wings, so that game's going to get seven goals in it. 4-3 already with the Flames and the Jets. 5-3, Oilers, Coyotes. 4-0, Golden Knights, Sharks. Has every game gone over today? Maybe Maple Leafs Blues was an under at 6.5, and, and that's about it. Uh, and then we'll see what, what happens with the Golden Knights and the Sharks game. Everything else is an over on the ice today. Uh, absolutely wild uh, to see that play out. We mentioned on the Braden point over. I also like Brady Kachuk in that game uh, of Ottawa. Uh, back-to-back games without a point. Uh, he's minus 160 to record a point, which does feel uh, like it is actually worth it here at a bounce-back spot. Higher scoring game expected uh, if it is in line, especially with uh, today's activities there. I don't mind it. Uh, I kind of think he can get an assist, though, uh, which is paying nearly 2-1. to one. So something to keep your eyes on. Uh, I'm not involved in Carolina-Chicago. Uh, huge favorite there for the Hurricanes. Minus 385, 3-1 to one, uh, on the Chicago Blackhawks. If I had to get involved in the game... I mean, look, could you get Sebastian Ajo potentially for two points? Maybe, but again, I don't really love this game. It's Nothing's jumping out to me. I looked through it already. Uh, and again, we're going to go through the ice because we have to uh, with basically uh, today's board. Uh, the college basketball slate, though, does present at least one ranked ranked game, uh, which comes to us uh, in the Big 12. And the Big 12 is on the board uh, twice today, and then we've got an ACC game a little bit earlier on. Uh, the look for me, though, is going to actually come on the lead score for the Iowa State Cyclones. Now, look, I know this big line here uh, is a little confusing to some because Iowa State is ranked inside the top 10 in college basketball, number six overall. But for Ken Palm, Houston is not just booked. Again, it is one service, but it is to give you guys a point of reference. It is not just that Houston is the best team in college basketball. It is a two-point gap between Houston and Connecticut, and it is a near six-point gap between Houston and the fifth team on Ken Palm in Tennessee. Big, big gap. And it's nearly double digits between Houston and Iowa State. So when you see this line, it's a little bit less surprising just knowing how this Houston team does grade out. But I'm going to take a chance on Keyshawn Gilbert here, who has really picked it up as Big 12 play has continued. He got off to a slight slow start but he's cleared what is his points prop tonight of 11.5 in eight of nine games. And over that stretch, he's averaging 16.4 points per game. Maybe more importantly, though, averaging 33.3 minutes per game in these nine games. He has never missed 11.5 points when playing more than 30 minutes in a game. Uh, he's taking 11.5 shots per game and making them at a 45.7 field goal clip there for Keyshawn Gilbert. So you might say, wait, why is this the number then? It's because they're going up against Houston. And this is the best defense in college basketball. And they play very slow. And they're on the road. Gilbert in that first meeting against Houston, two of eight. Eight points. Not good enough, but it's close. You're going to be right around this number. He is their lead scorer coming off of a game where he had 24 points against Texas Tech. He's not flying through this number every single game, right? But again, this is a guy over his last nine is averaging 16 and a half. We're getting 11 and a half. First prop. I understand the opponent. I understand the spot, but I think it is worthwhile here on Keyshawn Gilbert over 11 and a half points. 
Uh, I am not on the uh, remainder of this college board. Virginia Vatech, a lot of people like Vatech. I get it. Uh, line is moving in their favor. Three and a half now uh, is the number. Slightly into the over, 126 and a half. But UVA, booked as a dog, could be forced out of their comfort zone here and play this game over a very, very low total, especially coming off of a game where uh, two teams failed to hit 50 like they had in their matchup over the weekend. Uh, so that's something to keep your eye on. Uh, and in this Texas-K-State game, it does look like a lot of points for Texas to be laying at 8.5. They've been starting to get graded out a little bit better. They did just get routed by this Houston team. We know that. But I think 8.5 still feels like a little too many points uh, in this Big 12 battle. I would look towards K-State plus the 8.5. I mentioned two updated NBA win totals here, and I'll go through these a little bit more at the top of hour two. We'll get coaches' thoughts on these as well. But I want to give you guys the picks, and we can talk through them a little bit here. My favorite, I told you you were going to hate it. It's the Milwaukee Bucks over 50 and a half wins live. Milwaukee right now is 35 and 21. So the reason that people are going to hate this is obviously with Doc, they've been poor. Lost two straight heading into the break. One of those as a double-digit favorite in Memphis. They've lost three out of the ten games they've played, or they've lost seven of ten, excuse me, since Doc has taken over. But that has led to a very low ask. 16-10 and 10 is the record that you need out of Milwaukee in their remaining 26 games to go over this. 16-10. and 10. That's a lesser record than what you need of the current updated Knicks win total, who are not as good and more injured, the New York Knicks. That is a very surprising number to see on Milwaukee. Now, part of that is the schedule. By opponent win percentage, they have the third hardest remaining schedule left in basketball. But if you go through it, I think the Bucs will be favored in 19 of their remaining games. I think this team's going to hit the all-star break with momentum. I really believe that. I think that the all-star game as a whole could be good for them. Stayed in touch with their coach instead of being away from it, letting things fester. It was, it was tame. It was Giannis, and it was Doc, and that works for me. It really does. And again, 16 and 10. The Magic need to go 16 and 11 to get over there and win total. Now, I know Orlando has a very easy schedule, but still, the, the point serves. For Milwaukee, this team is more than capable of going 16 and 10, and that's exactly what I'm going to bet them to do. I'm also going to bet the Phoenix Suns over 48 and a half wins. Now, they have the hardest remaining schedule by opponent win percentage and actually by a good bit. The remaining strength of schedule for this team is 56.4%. San Antonio is second at 53.5%. Huge gap. The gap, in fact, between Phoenix and San Antonio, is the, which is one to two, is the gap between San Antonio all the way down to the Knicks at around 14. Two to 14, same between one and two. But if you take a look here, the asking price is 16 and 11 to hit this which is 59.3% for the Phoenix Suns. The team is currently winning 60% of their game, so they're winning at a little bit better than this rate. But it is, for me, more important to look at what we saw from Phoenix heading into the All-Star break, and that is what I think their preseason expectations lined up with, which is dominant regular season basketball. They won 14 of their last 18 games heading into the All-Star break. Think back to when Durant showed up in Phoenix. He didn't lose a regular season game as a son. Him, Devin, and Chris Paul. Completely dominant. 14-4 and four is what they went heading into the All-Star break. If they kept that pace, which they won't, but if they did, 78%, they would win 56 games. Blow through this number. I mean, absolutely smash it. Now, again, the schedule is difficult. I cannot tell you it is not. It, it is the hardest remaining. But we're also getting plus 118, which helps. Bringing this in as a plus price is nice. And it could... If we get kind of close down the back stretch, which I think is going to happen, it could work in our favor. Here's the other key thing. So if you look at the final uh, six games for this team, home against Minnesota, home against New Orleans, home against the Clippers, then it's at the Clippers, at the Kings, and at Minnesota. But playing all playoff teams down the back stretch might not be the worst thing for Phoenix. Minnesota could be locked into the one seed by the time we get there. We know the Clippers aren't scared to rest, and guess what? The L.A. Clippers, they play on a back-to-back. Works for me. It does. Because the Clippers may not, are probably not going to get pushed by the play-in. The Suns are, right? The Suns are far closer to that race right now. They don't want to land in that 7-8 zone. So they might play their guys for both of those games against L.A. Clippers might not. It makes a difference. Sacramento, you know, is 
more workable. New Orleans is more workable than that being Denver and Oklahoma City. Now, they still play those teams. I know they do. But I'm talking about down that back stretch. We could absolutely close out and win five of the last six if it comes down to it. I think that's all lines up very, very plausibly there. So I'm going to get the Phoenix Suns over 48 and a half wins. Milwaukee over the 50 and a half. We're live with you on Monday night. Sports for game time decisions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live on sports. Kevin Walsh now joined by Coach James Young. JY, appreciate you stopping by here. It was a big weekend uh, of college hoops. I'm sure you enjoyed it. Yeah, good to be on with you. And, uh, Kate, the best part of my weekend was probably the best part of your weekend. Watching Seton Hall come back and beat St. John's and St. John's blowing that 19-point lead and watching Patino just stew his press conference on a kid up. You got to admit, that, that, that had to make you a little bit happy watching that, that press conference. No, not at all. But let me just say this. In no world is the result of a St. John's-Seton Hall game going to be the best part of my weekend. All right? No way. We're doing better than that. All right? We're doing a lot better than that. Okay, that's first of all. Second of all, it's just more evidence that he should have stayed at Iona like he said he was going to, and he should have just kept all the kids because maybe Clayton and Jenkins and Nellie Jr. Joseph wouldn't have left, and he could have just ran through the MAC. But that is what it is. Here's what I want to ask you about. There is a bit of news today from the college game here. First time all season, we have a unanimous number one from the AP poll. That would be UConn. And it's reflected with a considerable move in the national championship market. Purdue lost this weekend. They're plus 800. Houston involved tonight. We'll talk about their game in a little bit. They're plus 900. Arizona's 11 to 1. All of these teams now considerably behind UConn, JY, at plus 450. Who, again, for the first time all season, presented us a unanimous AP number one overall. Kevin, I mean, if you just look at what they did, well, I mean, what they did to Marquette on Saturday was, it was criminal what they did to Marquette. Uh, a game in which I was right about the, it going under, uh, I just thought we were going to get a more competitive game than, what was it, 81-53? But a UConn team, folks, that I think could be better the, now that they're playing, the, the, the elevation of, of, of Spencer and the starting lamp as a, as a shooter, Caravan, obviously, Klingon, uh, Castle stepped up. You know, uh, I can go on and on and on uh, with this team. But, Kevin, there's no team playing better basketball than UConn right now. And I would say it's not even close, uh, considering the fact that, you know, in that league, they got to go through a Marquette. They got to go through a Creighton, a Creighton team that I do think is undervalued. We'll see tomorrow night when UConn heads to, uh, to, to Omaha to play Creighton. No more. It could be another great game. But, Kevin, the, the way they're playing, we shouldn't be shocked there's this kind of movement on UConn. I think if you haven't gotten on UConn to win a national championship, folks, I think you missed your opportunity because I don't think you're going to get better odds than this. Yeah, I, I mean, look, the, we know they're going to be a number one overall seed. And 
I don't, I'm not, I don't want to take away from the dominant victory. I think he said more about Marquette, though, than UConn, JY, for me. Right? That Marquette's a team I'm happy to not have a future on. We, we think about who can get picked off from the top crop, and Marquette is absolutely vulnerable, right? They're going to be on the 2-3 line when ultimately things come out, and it's just not a team I'm in love with overall. I know they're 19-6 and six on the season, and I know they were you know great in Maui, nearly knocked off Purdue. I get it, but I don't love this basketball team, and the domination at the hands of UConn for me was more confirmation of that than the idea that UConn is an unbeatable force. Well, you know, you, you could say that. You know, I was I was there at the Rock uh, in early January when Seton Hall picked them off, uh, picked off Marquette. So that, that's that's a fair statement. I, I'll just say this, Kevin. Besides UConn, you can look at every one of these teams. Houston, if they don't score, can get picked off. Purdue, with if those guards can't shoot, can get picked off. Arizona can get picked off. We seen Tennessee get picked off. Iowa State, if the Kansas will get picked off. Duke may be overrated. Kansas hasn't performed. Carolina's up and down. Like, we can go right down the board. Kevin, I, I, I would dare to say this. Could this NCAA tournament be wilder or crazier than last year? Kevin, I think it's a chance because I really think there's that much parity with UConn being the class of college basketball. So, I think, again... It's relative, though, right? Like, FAU and San Diego State being there is wild, right? I, I just think that it's very open about who can be there. And I'll just say this on UConn. It is relative, though. I'm not saying they shouldn't be title favorites. I'm not saying that they haven't earned number one. But, you know, when we talk about the best conferences in college hoops, right, we don't really talk about the Big East. If you look at the out-of-conference big games that UConn played, Texas at the time was 15. Texas is obviously not that good. Kansas at the time, five. They lost that game. Kansas is not that good. The North Carolina win definitely holds up 11 points. Gonzaga at the time, 10. I'm fighting for my life to get Gonzaga in the tournament. They're on the 11 line. 10th overall in the country at the time. Now, again, you have to play who you play. This team's 24-2. So, you know, forgive me if it sounds like I'm trying to tell you that UConn's not great. They're number one. But, anyway, UConn, to me, still fits in the same bucket because I don't – the Big East is not – the Big 12, or the SEC this season, right? Unless you disagree, no. if you come... I mean, for the love of God, you get to play DePaul twice. I mean, you get a bye week right. tossed in. Play Georgetown, too. That's another bye week. Sometimes you get two bye weeks back-to-back if you play the two of them. Uh, yeah. But listen, I, I will say this. Yes, you're right. But then you can start looking at some of the teams in the Big East, uh, like a Marquette, who has beaten Kansas by 15, who had a three-point loss, to Purdue. Now, you're going to turn and say they lost at Wisconsin by 11, and a Wisconsin team that's tremendously uh, overrated. So you can start going and looking. Now, listen, is is the Big 12 the best league in, in the country? Yes, absolutely. Is the SEC overall better than the Big East? Yes. I think the Big East is third, and it's not far behind the SEC because you start looking at the SEC like, all right, Kyle's kids played really well over the weekend. They defended for the first time in a long time, right? Is that more of an indictment on Kyle's kids are coming? Or is Auburn over or is Auburn coming back to the pack? What is Tennessee? What is AM? What is South Carolina? Now they lost two in a row. They showed themselves to be complete frauds losing to LSU. So it's interesting, yes. UConn's the best team. They're not in the best league. And then you do make a valid point. Does that come up to bite them in the NCAA tournament? Kind of like we used to think about with Houston and the American because maybe they weren't challenged enough. I think yes, but I could see your point. The biggest is the third best league in college basketball. Yeah, I don't even know if it's third. So, so I'll just put it to you like this, right? Just using Ken Palm. There's three teams from the Big East inside the top 30. There's three from the Mountain West. Now... Look, you can tell me that those three from the Big East are inside the top 15, which is true. The SEC has five, six, and seven. They have five teams, right? The Big 12 has seven teams. The ACC has four teams. I didn't even look up. I'll I'll do it quickly here. The Big 10 has four teams. So, and again, it's relative, right? It's not way more, but I, I just think overall the Big East, there's not a lot of believers in Creighton, I think is one of the things. And I know they're 13th on Ken Palm, but I don't think a lot of people believe in Creighton. Marquette's odd. 
St. John's is not what people thought. I, I don't know. I don't know why people thought it, but whatever. St. John's is obviously what they should be and not what people pretended they were going to be. It just makes for an interesting situation here, Joey. I, I, I'll say this, but I think we agree. I'm not betting you kind of plus 450 today. No way. No, no. I'd, I'd, no, I'd, yeah, I'd yeah, much, you, look, you know, look down the board for other, for other options. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I ra- I'd rather look way down, down the board for more options, and, and depending on uh, where they are, I, I'd rather take UConn, honestly, at even money to make a Final Four at minus 105 and just put more put more there. Right, and then sprinkle hmm. places other other places to win a national chip. There's no value, like I said, the ship has sailed on UConn unless they get tripped up tomorrow in Omaha. Right, they get tripped up in Omaha tomorrow, and they they lay a stinker. Then we can start talking about maybe you can get back in. Now, I will say this: I am a bigger believer in Creighton than you are. I think if Kalkbrenner plays the way I think he's capable of. With Simon and Alexander, I think they have something there. And there, there's always the, the, the craziest team in college basketball to me and the biggest disappointment. Villanova, folks, is 31 in Ken Palm. Like, they're 31. And they have some of the most maddening losses that drive me crazy, K-Dub. But they have, that one, they have the win over Carolina, right? They have the one-point loss to UConn at, at uh, Wells Fargo. I was there. They're a maddening team. Like, there's going to be a lot of maddening things that happen in the tournament. But, Kevin, that also means there's going to be a lot of value on teams in this tournament if you can find the right spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Jerry, let's break down the big game tonight here. Houston against uh, Iowa State. Eight and a half now up to a nine-point line uh, for what is the number two team in college basketball, the Houston Cougars, against the sixth team in college hoops, the Iowa State Cyclones. It's amazing that two teams in the top ten are playing, and we're talking about a, a, a nine-point spread, right, K-Dub? A nine-point spread, and when we both liked Houston and the first game of the Big 12, they went on the road and got punched in the mouth early, came back, lost close. To me, I think Houston wins. I, Kevin, I just think there's too many points. I think there's too many points for a team that's going to slow it up in Houston, and a team that I always say that's very, very good defensively, I'm going to take Iowa State plus the nine and a half at Houston tonight. Look, I will say this. If Iowa State could pull off the upset, they will win the Big 12 regular season. They will. The schedule is there for it. But because of that, that's even more motivation for Houston, who already lost to this team, which then makes it the 17 to 1 Baylor number interesting, who gets to host Houston in a couple of, in a couple of games. That Big 12 regular season market is very interesting to me. Even you could argue Houston's minus 180 would be tempting if you just want to use that as a pseudo money line tonight, which is certainly cheaper uh, than the number that you would be laying. We're going to get the rest of Coach's picks uh, around the college game as well as his thoughts on the Nets moving on from Jock Vaughn right here on Game Time Decisions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
All right, Jay, well, let's put it up here, college basketball style. You mentioned you're on Iowa State plus the nine and a half, but you have a player prop that you like in this basketball game. Who are you on? I'm going to go with LJ Cryer, and people are going to look at me like, what? Over 13 and a half points. LJ Cryer was shot, and I'm sorry, only had five points in the first matchup. And LJ Cryer, that's never scored in his career, being at Baylor or at Houston, more than 13 points versus Iowa State. I have a feeling, because the game's going to be close, there's going to be fouls, that Iowa State covers the number. LJ Cryer, who's had a really good game last game, will go in. He's going over this number five or last eight. LJ Cryer, over 13 and a half points tonight. I'm worried about Chad. That's why I went to Cryer. Yeah, look, I don't mind the LJ Cryer look on the other side. I like Keyshawn Gilbert, uh, JY, over the 11 and a half points tonight. Let's keep it big, uh, big 12 style here. Texas, K-State, Texas, laying a big number. How do you see it? This is another one that I don't get. Like, I, I watched K-State lose an absolute heartbreaker to TCU. Going against a Texas team that just got rolled by about 30 at Houston. A Texas team that I don't think is very good. And I, I know Rodney Terry had did a great job last year. But that was because of Chris Beard, folks. Let's just be completely honest with it. It's because of Chris Beard. I think this is way too many points. I'm not saying Coach Tang steals it. I just think way too many points. Give me K-State plus the nine, nine and a half. Shop around. Uh, and then last one here, JY, Virginia, Vatek, where do you see the advantage? This is a game where I think when you think about this team, Virginia, they got to get moving, folks, if they're going to try and make themselves uh, a tournament team. And this is a big spot for them for a team uh, going against Tech, uh, Virginia Tech that's not playing well. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the two and a half, three and a half, and I'm going to take Virginia that that style of defense and that style of play will be will get them to a win. Remember, folks, they got to go Carolina at BC at Duke, Georgia Tech. Kevin, if they want to try and make the tournament, they can't lose tonight at Va Tech. They can't lose. So to me, I'll just take the three and a half. They cover, but I think they get the win outright. Uh, again, I mentioned looking towards the over in that game. Virginia uh, does more. They play to the over a little bit more uh, on the road. Uh, I think they can get kind of pushed out of their skin uh, a little bit. Uh, and for me, uh, that's something that I would look for there uh, would be an over in that game. Uh, Vatek uh, hopefully can push this team a little bit uh, on their home floor. Let's talk NBA, JY. The Brooklyn Nets made a big decision to move on from Jock Vaughn. Uh, Kevin Ollie's going to step up. I'm curious if you have any expectations for Ollie. Uh, what did you make of the decision here by the Brooklyn Nets to move on from their head coach, Jock Vaughn? What the hell does Sean Marks have on Josiah? Like, like that, that's, that's where I'm at, right? So if you, if you peel this back, folks, first things first, Sean Marks wasn't even hired by Josiah. If I'm not mistaken, he was hired by Mikhail Prokhorov, if I'm not mistaken. Right, he builds up this team with Kenny Atkinson, by the way, Kenny Atkinson, and got fired. Kenny Atkinson should have never been fired. He was doing a great job with that young core of Dimwitty, of D'Lo, of Jared Allen, of Kyrus LeVert. KD, remember, had signed, didn't play that entire year because of the Achilles. Right? They fire him. Then they bring in Nash. Then they go get the big three. Then they get fleeced in the big three by trading all those guys up way too early. Now they have this team that's stuck in the middle. Right? Stuck in the middle with a Mikel Bridges who can fetch you a ton of draft capital. And I don't understand why Sean Marks still has a job. He's fired two coaches. He's going to have Kevin Alley. And at the end of the year, you're going to go give him another shot with another coach? I don't know what Joe Sy's thinking. Maybe he's too busy watching the Liberty because at least they win a little bit. And even they were terrible until they got Stewie and John Quell and Sloop before last season. I will say this. I don't care who's the coach. They need to get a new GM. They need to blow it up. And they need to look at Mikel Bridges and say, if he is not a quarter piece, a 1A, go trade him and go get your three or four number one picks and start it completely over. It's a joke that this went down. I'm not saying Jock Falcons ain't good. It's a joke this went down. And this guy still has a job today. Yeah, I mean, look, for me, and I was on an island with this, but people defended with Sean Marks, uh, let Kyrie walk, which eventually led to letting Durant walk. And that was always a mistake. That team 
had a in-house contender and they ripped it apart to take control back of the organization uh, and we see where that has landed them. There was an interesting report, though, that came out from Sham Strania. I said this on Run It Back on FanDuel TV, uh, that McCall Bridges was, quote, pretty vocal behind the scenes about Jock Vaughn's offensive schemes, uh, alluding to Vaughn's offense heading into the season was planned to primarily be uh, built around Ben Simmons, who's only played 12 games this season. That doesn't make any sense. And I don't mean it doesn't make any sense that Jock Vaughn did that. I I mean the report, and I know, look, I'm not trying to question the validity of Sham Strania. Something doesn't add up. We know that Jock Vaughn has never really bought into Ben Simmons, seemingly was vocally displeased with him all of last season. If Jock Vaughn built his offense around Ben Simmons coming into this year, guess what? Great job. They were awesome when Ben Simmons was healthy. And then Ben Simmons came back, and Jock Vaughn refused to start him despite Ben Simmons publicly asking to start. So this feels like some blame game going on here. A little bit of Jock Vaughn, a little bit of Ben Simmons, blame game. It just goes to JY's point. Things in Brooklyn are messy. People do not want messy situations. The, the, the Brooklyn Nets, never forget this, were selected by Durant and Kyrie over the New York Knicks, same town. That's a real thing that really happened. And all Brooklyn has done since is squandered all of that goodwill. And that is not beneficial league-wide. It is not at all. It is an odd situation. Uh, again, this team is much better when Ben Simmons is healthy. Ben Simmons still has all-star-ish level in him. But I don't think he'll ever be healthy enough again to provide that on a consistent basis. It's a shame, but it means the Brooklyn Nets need to reevaluate everything this offseason. And I think J.Y. is right. Uh, that probably does include uh, the position in-house right now that Sean Marks uh, holds there, J.Y. Yeah, and I think it's amazing that Mikel Bridges is, is, is complaining about an offense that when he got to Brooklyn, scored only 26.1 points per game, right? How about the fact that uh, Mikel Bridges is shooting more than 2% below last year? He's shooting it worse from three. He's shooting it worse from the free throw line. He's got more rebounds, more assists, more turnovers. For a team that, let's be honest, is a middling club. So, yes. There's a lot of blame going on, and I don't, I, I don't believe Shams is as piped in as anybody, right, kid? But there's, there's stories, and there's stories. This is, this is like a, like a, what they call it? a novella. You know, what novella is that's, 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 a, that's a Spanish soap opera. Well, a lot of lies. I don't believe that Mikel Bridges really thought that Jacques Vaughn was going to put his whole offense around the guy who can't stay healthy. If he did. He should have been a coach to begin with. So I don't think that was the case. Because when the season started and they got off to, when he got off to a slow start, Mikel Bridges, you know, was it, was it his fault that Cam Thomas was scoring like 40 points a night to begin the season? Right. Where was yeah. Mikel Bridges early on in the year? So I, I just, I'm sorry. I, I can't take it. If, 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 if Bridges did that, I, I lost a little bit of respect for him because he did not really get off to a great start to start this season. I also just like the idea that Jacques Vaughn built the offense around Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a 6'10 point guard. Like that's not a bad idea. But the idea that 40 games after he was injured, he's like, I have no idea what. We're still trying to run the Ben Simmons off. It just doesn't, something doesn't add up. Uh, Jay, I want to ask you about All-Star Weekend. But, look, I'm not really interested in having the defense conversation. I don't know what the hell people think they're signing up for. Uh, just bet the over, okay? Because guess what? Uh, that worked out well. I want to ask you about Sabrina versus Steph, an event that you were very interested in and an event that, look, ultimately, Sabrina's 26 points was as much as anybody scored in round number one uh, in the, in the three-point contest. It's just Steph got to go second, so he had a target score. And I think that was really the difference maker where if Steph went first, might have not been as locked in, maybe he scores 26. But then Sabrina mm-hmm. has that target score and goes for 29. Uh, I thought the event was great, and I think it's pretty much a lock. We're going to get something uh, along the same lines next year. Yeah, it was fantastic. I know some people were nervous with Sabrina and Warmers. I, I wasn't nervous, Kato. I, I know, I, like I said, I've seen Sab shoot. I knew she was going to shoot it because when the lights go on, she can follow the choke. She got... I think it was spot four where she went cold, the right wing, where I think she missed yeah. four out of five. That's yep. kind of where she cost it, because that's when Steph got going, 
at the fourth spot and then closed it out in the fifth spot. By the way, I, I couldn't understand the, the points. By the way, three-point contest, can we just go back to the old way of, of five balls in a rack, four balls worth one point, money ball worth two? Can we just do that? Because I, I, you know, I'm not the smartest guy. I was having problems counting up the scores and all that stuff, but that's a Same story one. for another Next night. Next time you can watch it with me, and I'll explain it to you okay. if it's that hard. All right. thank, okay. thank you. It's not that but, hard. Ready? Ready? Here we go, Kevin. Next year, I want two v two three point shootout. Steph mm. and Dame, since Dame won the last two three point shootouts, versus Anescu and Caitlin Clark. You want to talk about people tuning in for that? People may tune in just for that and turn it off. By the way, th- that's what JY did. I I turned it on when it started, and then I turned it off. I, until I saw Jacob Toppin do a dunk, and then basically they found a way to just put Jalen Brown into the finals because they needed it to do so, which is I don't know, it's just stupid. I don't even want to talk about it. But, yes, two-on-two. Two. What do you think, K-Dub? Let's bring Caitlin Clark and Inescu. It will definitely bring up the value of people want to see it because they're going to want to see Caitlin Clark in this next year. Well, so we don't know if Caitlin Clark's going to leave Iowa, right? Right. Is that that's right. still up in the air? Well, we saw that Paige um, Beckers did announce on senior night. Really quick, folks, just so you know, Kevin knows this. I just want to tell the audience. Because of the COVID year 2021 and the cancellation of the national championship, any college basketball player who played in a 2021 season automatically gets a fifth year if they want it. Kayla Clark has only been in school for four years. She can go back next year again. Honestly, Kayla, I hate to say this. It may come down to how much NIL money the kid gets because she's going to make more than she would in the WNBA. Yeah, which I think is a, a very interesting spot to be in. Um, if she does come back, man, that would be something. I think the tough thing for Caitlin is if she she's coming back, again, it's very hard to win at Iowa. I know they were in the championship game last year. Um, it's why I think the Jay Williams comments were atrocious. Uh, the conversation that's happening around Caitlin Clark has been largely laughable uh, recently. I don't know what people are trying to trick themselves into. She is phenomenal. My thing is, though, and I, and I heard Reggie, uh, you know, JY offer up the, the, that two-on-two. St- I'd rather see Steph and Dame still competing. So I think next year if you just put Sabrina Ionescu in the three-point contest, Ooh. that works for me. Uh, like, just put her in. Like, you know what I mean? Put Caitlin Clark it, in, I too. Think that works. Sure, if she yes. if, if if you want, I don't mind that. Also, like if you really want to do a teammate thing, next year's in Golden State. Stephen Clay is the team to do instead of Stephen Dame. Like I know Dame's from the Bay Area, so he will probably somehow try to make the weekend about himself. But if you do Stephen Clay against, I mean, could, I'm sure Stewie could light it up. I know she's not on the same par, but I think you could still do some fun stuff. Uh, like that. Uh, JY, stick around a quick little bit here. We'll button up our opening hour next on Sportsbook. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All 
right, we're back with you right here on Sports Grid. Kevin Walsh alongside Coach James Young. And uh, we were having a conversation uh, off the back of Sabrina Steph. And, again, J.Y. and I, we, we, don't, we don't need to get bogged down in, in the All-Star game and fixing it. And that's mm-hmm. we'll do that in the summer maybe. Um, but the women's game college-wise, J.Y., is definitely about to pick up a little bit. And the only time that we kind of got to really focus in on it was when we had South Carolina, South Carolina and LSU. And South Carolina's continued to drop down to plus 110. Uh, there's a market, uh, South Carolina or the field. The field is minus 145. The close teams are LSU at plus 650, Iowa 7-1, to Stanford 15-1, to uh, and then there's 20-1s to on UCLA, Texas, uh, and UConn there. Is there anything right now in the outright women's national championship market that has your attention? I mean, uh, I, I, I've been waiting for UConn to make their run. I just don't think with the shame and, and, and AZ FUD both out. I just don't see it because Gino just doesn't have the depth. Uh, Texas is intriguing at 21. Uh, Corey Close has done a really great job at UCLA. People have not talked about what a great job Corey has done there at 20 to 1. So I would look at maybe at UCLA. I, I would say this. I think South Carolina is the best team in the country. I think it's proven, but they're not playing as dominant as they were earlier in the year. So I think, if anything, I may play the field uh, and think that someone picks off uh, South Carolina, whether it's LSU or Iowa, Stanford, UCLA, Texas. Uh, It definitely won't be UConn because they already played them once without the big girl who was uh, playing for the national team and still lost by 30. So I would say take the field right now versus um, minus 148 rather than taking – South Carolina to win a national championship. For me, I'm very interested in two things. I'm interested in, in the UConn number at 20 to 1 because we know how much shorter it was preseason. I like that they got to look at South Carolina already, and they're going to still be seated favorably and can go on a run. Also, look, I'll just say this when you have the best player on the court, anything can happen. USC is 101, uh, and that's Juju Watkins' team. They want to play. As always, let's men be hit when totals next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.